welcome to the Restoration Church Life Podcast. We hope this resource helps keep you informed about the various happenings inside the life of our church and equips you to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Jesus Christ. Hello, Restoration Church. Nathan Knight here. We are coming back for our second episode regarding uh, pornography. The first episode, we talked about um, uh, kind of the pervasiveness of pornography and the problem that it is. We've begun to kind of work through there. We gave just some quick um, aspects as to how we can begin to turn the corner, as it were. But uh, but now we want to stop for a minute, Joey, and think about um, why porn is wrong. This is one thing we try to do at Restoration Church. This is not the kind of Christianity I grew up in. I was just basically told, do it because the Bible says so, uh, or don't do it because the Bible says so. But we want to think hardly because the Bible answers these questions, don't they? they answer the why questions. Absolutely. Uh, and why do you think, just starting off, why, does, why is it we need to ask the why questions uh, and not just the what questions? So why, yeah. One, that's going to make sure that I have proper motivations for wanting to pursue Christ and put off sin. Right. And so the the why, it's going to let me understand that God is not capricious and chaotic, but he's a God of order and a God of love. And there are reasons Mm -hmm. for the glory of his name and the gladness of my soul for why his Bible leads us into the good life. Mm -hmm. And so it'll it'll help me understand this is not a straight jacket placed upon me, but this is a way to usher me into the good life. And so I think that's one reason. I'd say the other reason why why is important is because if all we do is teach what's, well, then those what's are going to be very limited in the scenarios that they can speak into. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so if we begin to think about why, mm-hmm. I can now think through every scenario with a gospel worldview. And yeah. so that, that begins to broaden my ability to apply these truths to every situation of my life. Yeah. I think another one, too, is we know that the evil one is crafty. He is deceitful. And so, therefore, one of the ways I think he is deceitful and crafty is by questioning, just like he did with Adam and Eve in the garden, and and without our actually knowing those whys, not just the whats, we're unable to stand up against those uh, difficulties when they come to our uh, when they when they when we get tempted with them. So, in light of that, Joey, let's let's begin to work through some things as to why porn pornography is wrong. Okay. So we kind of assumed that in the first one. Yep. Um, and so let's answer the question. So, what would be the first one if someone were to come up to you? Uh, you were meeting with them. They walked into your office. They closed the door. They sit down in front of you and said, I'm struggling with pornography. I really enjoy it, if I was being honest. Uh, and so I'm a Christian. So before I, I'm tired of kind of fighting this and I'm wondering maybe, you know, maybe it's actually okay. So tell me, why do you think it's wrong, Joey? Yeah. So one, I would want to affirm their desire for joy. Yeah. Right? That's, this is why yeah. we, this, and this is why one of those, Sins has a particular hold because it brings immediate mm. and really intense joy. Yeah. And so I'd want to affirm the pursuit of joy is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so while your manifestation is not mm-hmm. uh, a, a good thing, the pursuit of joy is. And so, well, why, why is that particular pursuit wrong? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the first things that comes to mind is, is when Jesus asks, what is the greatest command? Mm-hmm. And the greatest command is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And I think pornography begins to wreck our view of who God is and what he is like. Mm-hmm. How does it do that? Well, I think, first of all, it lets me, it's, I'm like Adam and Eve in the garden. They doubted God's character, mm-hmm. that God was withholding something good from them. Mm-hmm. And so they took 
his gifts, what he created Mm -hmm. to be used in a certain way Mm -hmm. and began to distort it for their own short-sighted purposes. Mm -hmm. And so that's what porn does with, with, with sex is it takes God gift Mm -hmm. and says, he's not good. He doesn't understand how to use this. I'm going to use it the way I want to Mm -hmm. because I know better than God Mm -hmm. and I'm going to use it how I want. So it wrecks our view of who God is. Uh, It minimizes his holiness Mm. And, and sounds a lot like the garden when when Satan said, you know, you can be like God. That's right. You know, and so, so it certainly yeah. begins to wreck our view of God. Yeah. And then yeah. the second commandment is love your neighbor. And so I think porn also wrecks our view of our neighbor. How yeah. how would you think about pornography wrecking our view, distorting our view of both brothers and sisters in Christ and mm-hmm. those who are not Christians? Well, I think first off, we start, we talk about this in premarital counseling all the time, uh, in that sex is a good gift from God. That's right. A very good gift from God. We're, those of us that are married know and enjoy this gift in its proper confines. And so, in order for us to love our neighbor as ourselves, as God intended, we need to love our neighbor with sexual intimacy in the manner in which God gave it. And so, most notably, it will wreck if we, the reason why pornography is wrong, a second reason why pornography is wrong, is that it begins to objectify uh, both women and men, whoever's in the pornography that we're imbibing. Uh, so it wrecks our understanding of them in that it objectifies them and treats them basically like a toy that is used for our own pleasure. Consequently, it, it diminishes the dignity of that human being uh, who's been created in the image of God, and they treats them just like an object, no different than, you know, uh, I don't know, some... The, the image that comes to mind is like uh, you go to a, to a, a pet store and you buy a toy for your dog. I mean, like in essence, that's kind of what you're treating other people like. They It diminishes the dignity of, of humanity. Uh, and so in that way, we're not loving our neighbor. I think it would also, you want to talk about just for a minute, the way in which it would diminish even marriage. Yeah, I mean. I, well, that's neighbors, right? Like yeah. this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you're married, that's your neighbor. That's right. Well, yeah. First of all, I think that in that, you're you're taking the, the gift that God has given and using it in a gift that's meant to bring oneness inside of a marriage. Mm-hmm. Now you've, you've separated it from those confines, and you're, you're using it only to serve yourself. Mm-hmm. And so instead of using the very gift that God has given to bring unity, you're using it to sow division, mm-hmm. and that is a very selfish act inside of that. And then... Uh, you're also likely going to be deceitful towards your spouse. Mm-hmm. And so that the also, spouse you have or the spouse that you may have. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're bringing deceit into that relationship as well. And so it's, it's wrecking it in that way. Mm-hmm. So that, that is also your neighbor. A way which, yeah, you're, you're really hurting your neighbor. So, so Joey, would you say that it's okay for spouses to use porn in a marriage between two people? No, not if you're in. So I would say that the. So this will lead me to the third uh, reason. So so mm-hmm. porn wrecks our view of God, wrecks our view of neighbor, and it wrecks our view of sex. Mm-hmm. So I would believe that if you're bringing some type of pornography into a marriage, mm-hmm. to in order to stimulate arousal, make it more exciting, whatever your mm-hmm. excuse might be, you're inviting another person into that covenant. Mm-hmm. Whether mm-hmm. that's physically or virtually, you're inviting another person. And God gave sex as a covenant mm-hmm. to seal the covenant between one man and one woman as an exclusive 
permanent mm -hmm. union. Mm -hmm. And so if you introduce a third party into that, it's no longer exclusive mm -hmm. and it's no longer being used the way God would have it to be used. And mm -hmm. so uh, I've been asked that question mm -hmm. uh, and not necessarily in our church, but with others, how do we think about this? Mm -hmm. And I believe that would be an, violating yeah. the covenant. Would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, there's other even more practical issues that are that are so bad about oh. that. You know, just it's sort of like, you know, needing alcohol in order to be happy and, you know, things like that. I mean, you think about the level of jealousy that's going to come to mind, oh, division yeah. and so forth. Yeah. There's going to be a whole host of It goes issues. back to that objectification. There's yeah. numerous levels as yeah. to why that's wrong. So I think as we're talking about por yeah. pornography wrecking your view of sex, it, it takes what was meant to be a giving of yeah. yourself and it turns into a taking from others, yeah. which is the exact opposite of the gospel. Yeah. The gospel would have us be completely vulnerable in self-giving and self-sacrificing. Mm -hmm. Pornography is the exact opposite. It mm -hmm. puts me at the center, and it takes, takes, takes from others. Mm -hmm. and, and that begins to, so not only does it wreck our view of God, it wrecks our view of our fellow neighbor, it wrecks our view of sex, and eventually that begins to have manifestations on us personally. This is why, you know, this is why you're even seeing, I think you're starting to note that the uh, the outside community, the community outside the church is starting to pick up on the fact that this is not that pornography and its limitless possibilities, letting people go into that is, is starting to harm society. I don't know the guy's name, but you can go on Ted Ted Talks and there's a guy that has a talk on this that shows how biologically it, it even wrecks uh, ourselves biologically, physiologically it wrecks us. So so, so those are some reasons. Let's, let's press on. I think there's a couple of more. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that that porn is all, when you when you indulge, mm -hmm. particularly whether this is uh, virtual mm -hmm. type or you're you're pursuing it through some avenue physically, like if you have to buy this or pay for it, you mm -hmm. are participating in the sex slave trafficking business. Yeah, so, how's that? Explain uh, that. So Andy Nasali is another guy. He's got an article on this, and and if there was no demand for sex slave trafficking, it w it wouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. And so. Uh, statistics again would tell us that there are two to four million people trafficked uh, all over the world right now. This is the modern day slavery. Mm -hmm. uh, up to 80% mm -hmm. uh, are women, and 70% mm -hmm. of those would go directly into some type of porn industry, mm -hmm. whether that's prostit forced prostitution, mm -hmm. whether that is being sold into the, the video making you know, on the internet. And so, mm -hmm. because there is a demand, mm -hmm. Porn gets produced, and a lot of it is produced with people who have been trafficked or mm -hmm. sold into this industry. And so as you participate, you are participating in that industry. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's so, absolutely critical to, to understand. We tend to think of this, you know, I've heard, I know that people in our church have uh, had discussions like this in their workplace with people, and they thought that pornography was fine because it was just them individually. It was just affecting themselves. Now, we just talked about the fact that it actually is damaging themselves, both spiritually and biologically even, but you just brought in the fact that it is not, in fact, individual. This sin is not isolated. It's actually inviting. Uh, it's creating a demand that's causing all kinds of millions of men and women to be part of a sex trade uh, that are causing them their lives to be damaged. You know, beyond. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's not an, an isolated yeah. individual thing that you do in your bedroom. Yeah. There's a whole industry behind it mm -hmm. that is that is making it. So mm -hmm. those would be another reason. Uh, another reason is we've talked about this a little bit, but talk about how 
porn, it doesn't deliver what it promises. It's enslaving. So yeah. that's a reason why you shouldn't give into it because it's enslaving. Yeah. How yeah. does porn begin to enslave you? Well, I think it's 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 exactly what we see the evil one trying to do. The evil one would have us to live inside of our urges. Uh, he would have us to live in whatever is immediately delightful to live inside of that instead of taking up our cross and following Christ daily, namely by sacrificially laying down bad urges in order to take up and develop uh, beautiful ones, good ones, good ones. So, uh, and so, yeah, I think that's, that would, yeah, I think that represents. Yeah, and I think yeah. giving into lust doesn't satisfy the lust. It only fuels oh, it to go even deeper. That's right. And yeah. so it doesn't, it doesn't satisfy into yeah, you becoming trapped. Yeah. Uh, I can tell a story. I will never forget it. Uh, there's a guy in our mother church, my first men's retreat. I've never forgotten this. This was, gosh, what has this be? Eight, nine, ten. This had to have been maybe fourteen years ago. I still remember it. First men's retreat at our church. This guy was a policeman uh, at a at the local police uh, in the county's department, and his job was to go after pedophiles. Um, and he told a few stories. He was commending. It was a men's retreat. He was commending the men to to work against pornography. And he talked about these people, the kinds of people that he would track down. And they were all kinds of people. They were well-to-do people that had really nice houses and, you know, on the outside looked to be very clean and that sort of thing to crazy people. He mentioned people that, like, you know, would show up and do these weird things in parking lots. And he said in virtually every single case when they would begin to walk it back, it begun with them doing something what we would call sort of soft pornography, and it got a little worse and a little worse and a little worse and a little worse. And so that urge, if it's not fought against, is going to drag you to places that you don't want to know. go. John Owen said it so well in Mortification of Sin. Right. He said that every doubt, every, yeah, every doubt would be atheism if it could. Every lustful thought would be adultery if it could. In other words, the evil one's design is to drag you to the worst places. And so if you don't check it and you just imbibe them, then it will absolutely destroy you and bring you to places you don't want to go. So be killing sin. Well, it'll, it'll be, be killing, killing you. Yeah. Uh, so, so one more is again we we we've touched on a little bit, but people see pornography. If I'm just sitting in my bedroom or wherever I am with my phone, it's me and that's it. But I would say also porn is a sin against your church. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that, it weakens your ability to serve the body. How's that? That seems like a strange claim. Well, so I think one is, and, and it's one you could be disqualified for certain areas of service, right? So. Uh, you you cannot serve as an elder if you're constantly battling porn. Mm-hmm. That, same you, with deacon that, you, qualifications. Same that the husband of one wife. There are one the Greek there one woman man. So you could get there eventually. Mm-hmm. It it is forgiven, mm-hmm. but currently you would be disqualifying yourself for ministry. Mm-hmm. And so, so that it, involves the church. That's right. That involves the, the church, and so. It's, it's a sin against, so I'm going to probably be deceitful a little bit in community groups and those types of things, and so it's not going to allow me to serve the church mm-hmm. uh, in the ways. And so this is not just an individual sin. So I think, too, like the, the guilt of it probably is keeping people from, uh, they feel sort of shameful, and so they ought, they can't, they don't ask questions maybe in community group. They don't feel the kind of quote-unquote right to kind of do various aspects of service and other aspects of the church. So in that way, it kind of begins to creep into the body as well. Yeah, yeah. So... So hopefully, brothers and sisters, you see that, that God's prohibitions in his words uh, for against sexual immorality and the, the prescriptions for the mm-hmm. beauty of sex in the right confines. So this is not just because we're against something, but we're actually for something better, that, that God is not capricious in his word, but leads us into the good life. And so 
And so just in review, just yeah. so we went through a lot there. So we said why pornography is wrong. We said, one, it wrecks your view of God. That's right. Two, we said it wrecks your view of your neighbor. That could, that neighbor could be the person you're participating with or someone you're looking at, uh, or, or the neighbor could be your spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, thirdly, we talked about, so wrecks your God, view of God, wrecks your view of neighbor. Thirdly, wrecks, how did we, wrecks your view of, so, of sex itself. Yeah, sex itself. Yeah. And then fourthly, we begin to get into what it, it kind of wrecks your view of your own self and your own dignity, uh, and, uh, and others' dignity. Right. You know, and then we got into how it affects even other women, uh, that are the, how you create that urge, and therefore it invites all kinds, a whole industry to have it. And lastly, we just mentioned how it uh, how it affects your view or your role in the church, serving the body. So it's it's a weighty, yeah. weighty sin. Yeah. But again, you're not beyond hope. Mm-hmm. There is forgiveness and freedom and cleanliness in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've experienced this myself in terms of sexual sins. And so Mm -hmm. God can and does forgive. Mm -hmm. And so again, if you're out there and you're, you're, you you feel more weight, we want you to feel the wonder of the gospel Mm -hmm. that Christ is your righteousness. You are not defined by this sin or any other sin. Mm -hmm. If you're trusting in the death, burial, resurrection of Christ. Amen. There is more grace in him than there is sin in us. That's right. So, well, brother, next time, in order to serve our brothers and sisters, next time we'll come back and we'll talk about very specific ways how to fight this particular sin and fight not only the sin, but fight for joy in Christ. Amen. Look forward to that. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Restoration Church Life podcast. May God continue to give us the grace to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Jesus Christ in Washington, D.C. and beyond.